A strong relationship requires choosing to love each other, even in those moments when you struggle to like each other. In this world that's filled with so much noise and information, how do we really stand out and be who we were really meant to be? In this podcast, we focus on injecting you with positivity, optimism, and strategies all centered around helping you be who you were always meant to be in business and life. Be inspired to show up in your own skin to learn strategies, habits, and skills from others as we share our own life journeys and stories. There's no other you, and you know yourself better than anyone else. So be prepared to take away habitual tidbits, tactics that will encourage you to pursue and live your life, not the one others want you to live. Welcome to Stand Out Be You, where you don't have to be perfect, you just have to be you. Hello, welcome to Stand Out Be You. Tequila here, your host. Today, we have another guest sharing their story of how they have managed to turn their passion and skills into a profit by helping others in business and life. These individuals are people that could be standing right next to you right now. Our guest today is Stephanie McPhail. She is a health teacher and transformational coach, as well as speaker with Mind and Body Awakenings. She's on a mission to help you transform your life into one with greater joy and purpose with less stress and less pain and better relationships. She is helping women to be more vibrant physically and emotionally in order to have a greater balanced lifestyle so you can become more resilient in life's challenges. We get to hear Stephanie telling us how her past life inside toxic relationships has allowed her to connect with others, share her story, and most of all, help more women live their best life. Before we get started, I need a favor. I would love to hear from you. If you have a topic or a guest you would like to have on the show, go to tequiladaughter.com to leave me a message. When you get there, you will see a red tab on the right-hand side that says voicemail. Click on that and you can leave me a voicemail. I would love to hear your voice and your thoughts. Now, just as a reminder, before Stephanie joins us, if you have any questions or require any assistance, you can reach Stephanie at mindandbodyawakenings.com. And I will link that in the show notes. Stephanie, welcome to Stand Out Be You. Let's get to know you a little bit more. Tell us more about you and your story. Well, hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here with you. So I have a pretty varied background, you know, background in psychology, a double master's in health and education. I was a crisis counselor for 18 years. I've written a book, which I'll be talking about at some point, which I'm really excited about. And I also spent a lot of time living in unhealthy relationships. And that kind of taught me or or led me in the right direction of where I wanted to go to help other people. So after I was able, able to overcome those unhealthy relationships, I was able to rediscover who I was stop the cycle that I had been in for at least 15 or more years of my life and actually start creating the best life. So now I have the ability to help other women transform their lives. For some reason, people think that they're too old to make changes. This is the best years yet to come. You took a breath. You're not too old. 
Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. So tell me, Stephanie, how did you get started in all of this? Because I know that you said you have the background history. And correct me if I'm wrong, you were inside the workforce before? Yeah, so I've been a health educator for the past 16 years. I've taught anywhere from sixth grade all the way to seniors. I've taught special ed kids, regular ed kids, and AP kids. So I've had a variety of, of different kids that I've worked with. I worked in private school, and I work right now in a high-needs, low-income school district. I've been there for 15 years, and I love it. It's great to be able to work one-on-one with the kids, but I also get to take clients as well to do the transformational coaching that I do also, on top of being a mom and pregnant with baby number two. So I obviously like to stay busy. Congratulations on the pregnancy. Thank you. Is this primarily online that you're doing this, or is it some offline and online work? I really only do work online, which the goal is going to be to start shifting out of the education with high school kids and education of really people to teach people about codependency and healthy boundaries and anything to do with women's empowerment. That's my calling. That's where I'm being drawn to right now. So everything's online. I've had clients from Australia to Canada. I'm in New York now, but we have clients from all over the place. Now, you said that you help individuals with making sure that they recognize their value and who they are because they've been inside of unhealthy relationships before. How Mm -hmm. do you help individuals that are inside these unhealthy relationships who need that encouragement in order to take that next step to do something outside of where they are in the particular situation? So I have a few different groups that I run, and what's great about the groups, they're private, they're free, you know, anyone can join if they're interested, and my job is after they've been to therapy. So for what I always recommend is I don't care how level-headed you think you are, at some point in your life, go talk to a therapist, because there are things that happen in our lives that if we don't really wrap our heads around, we can stay stuck there. And for me, like so many other women, especially, I was stuck in these unhealthy patterns of relationships where I just kept meeting unhealthy men, having unhealthy relationships, thinking it was my fault or this is just how men are. This is just how dating is. I just need to deal with what I've got. So through therapy, I was able to start seeing the value in myself. And I started to say, wait a minute, you know what? I don't need to deal with this anymore. And I need to really be who I am. And so I ended up getting a divorce and really working on myself. And after being able to do that, and, and you know, I, I have a whole adventure of all these, these cool things that I got to do, but really taking the time to focus on myself without anybody else in the way, no relationships, no ties to anybody, and really just focus on me, I figured out who that was. And before that, I didn't know who that was without a relationship because that's what I thought we were supposed to do. You know, you're a woman, you get married, you have a family. There, you know, there's all these steps that I thought you had to do. And I was always the strong and independent one. And so I, I had it all together. I had it all figured out. I didn't need anybody's help because I was so strong and independent, but I was being abused at home and I didn't want anyone to know. And I think there are so many people that are those strong, independent women that feel so trapped. And they don't want to tell anybody because they feel guilty and they feel embarrassed and they feel like there's no way that they can make things any better. But once you go through that initial digging deep and figuring out what's going on and making a decision to change, then that's where I get to jump in. And I get to remind my clients what their passion is. I get to help them figure out what they were put on this earth to do and help them really figure out, you're so lucky to be alive and have this ability to change things 
every second that you are breathing. And it's such a wonderful experience to be able to just get that out of people because if all of us were living our best lives, the whole world would be better. So I'm trying to help the world by helping each person. I get to help everybody else by everyone living in their purpose. Oh, I love it because one of the things that I believe in is that the best person that you could ever love in life is yourself. Because if you're loving who you are, truly Mm -hmm. loving who you are, you can give so much more love to everyone else. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of selfish love. I, I believe in that. <laughs> well, and I get a little, not upset, but when people say selfish, they think that that's a bad thing. You have to take care of yourself first. As moms, I think, and maybe even, I mean, my mom, I think, and other moms that I know, they feel like they need to give everything to everybody before they take care of themselves. Well, the problem with that is that then you're running on empty. Mm-hmm. Your fuse is a little bit shorter. So if you can put up your own boundaries and take care of yourself and really have self-care, work on, you know, meditation, yoga, eating healthy, exercising, having the right group of people to help support you through whatever's going on in your life, you know, all these different things that you could possibly do. If you have all that set, then you're going to be able to do much greater things. And if you're just trying to scurry around, trying to pick up the pieces all the time because you're exhausted and you're angry and you lost your temper with your child or your husband or, you know, a friend or at your job because you were just so stressed out. Well, let's not get to that point. Let's, let's figure out what's going on and let's try to start getting you so that you're taking care of yourself again and putting yourself first because you are the most important person. Exactly, exactly. And just because you have that selfishness doesn't mean that you're being selfless. The two go hand in hand. So I could not agree with you more. And we do this. I don't know why. You know, I'm pretty strong individual, but we have to kind of get into that zone when we become moms. I don't know if something shifts in us. But I remind myself all the time, hey, I've got to be in love with me so I can love my children so much. And I do love them so much. Mm -hmm. I think that's through taking care of myself, like you just said, and you just mentioned. So what's been the struggle? What's been your biggest struggle, Stephanie, with really getting your business off the ground to get to where it is now? Well, I guess my background in education really helped me. I would say I'm an empath. I'm really able to read people and I'm really good at helping other people. But as a teacher and educator who had been in education for most of my adult life, I didn't know what it was like to be an entrepreneur. You know, I had ideas and I I knew some of the things I needed to do, but I wasn't really quite sure what had to happen in order to make this business come together. So I had this idea. I said, you know, I I really want to help women. I want to empower women. I know that I needed that when I was in a really dark place where I felt really alone. So what can I do? So, I mean, I was lucky enough. I have a very good friend of mine who actually is a coach, but she does more nutritional coaching. So, and she's very, she's doing very, very well for herself. So I contacted her and I said, listen, this is what I'd like to do. Do you have any pointers? And she's been kind of like my go-to person. So whenever there's a, they give me something to do, I just kind of take it and run with it. And I think for the beginning, it was just getting out content, getting people to know who I was and sharing a little bit of my story and sharing the story would probably be one of the scary moments because You are afraid, oh, I am afraid, and I think a lot of people are afraid, to share those deep, darkest moments of your life, that rock bottom that I experienced or that people experienced to get to where they are. And I think I was definitely afraid saying, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to make myself very vulnerable here and put out my story, 
you know, how is my family going to feel? How are my friends going to feel? How are the people in, in the story going to feel? And I was nervous about that. And I think once I got over that, everything else started to come much more easily. I had to get away from the fear and then just start embracing it and just take things as they came after that. So true. So true. And we talked about that a little bit earlier. Stand up for you is like, you got to get out there and just put who you are out there and you will attract the right individuals that are right for you inside of your community and inside of your circle. So where do you see this going? Where do you see the business, the next steps or the next level of the company? Well, now that my book is out, I'm pretty excited for some of the book signing events and some of the speaking events that are going to be going on this summer and in the next few months. So that I'm really excited about. I've been invited to a local domestic violence shelter to speak to the women there to give them hope and inspire them that they're doing the right thing and that things can change. Because again, for me, it was just this feeling trapped. I started at you know 19 years old being in an unhealthy relationship, and then it was just kind of rinse and repeat the same unhealthy relationships until my last relationship with my former husband ended up with emotional abuse and physical abuse. And actually on my wedding nights, he tried to strangle me till I almost lost consciousness. I actually lost the feeling to be able to fight back. And there was that little piece of me that was like, oh, it was strangling. He didn't punch me, didn't beat me up. And I didn't want to believe that there was such this type of abuse going on. And then of course it just got worse because I stayed along And, you know, it became the police were called and there was constantly drama and there was constantly just name calling and all of these things. And I I think that there is too many women that start to think that being called names is normal or, you know, being kept. I was woken up at three o'clock in the morning with the lights flicked on and the sheets pulled off me and and scared, you know, to death. My heart would be pounding because I needed to clean something that he wasn't happy that wasn't cleaned or, you know, these ridiculous things. And the more I share the story, the more I realize how common that is. And again, strong, independent woman, I can handle anything. So I was dealing with all of this stuff. And on the outside world, everybody was thinking that I had it all together because I owned a house. I had a career. I made good money. I did all these great things. I did volunteer work. I did all these things, but I was kind of playing a role and trying to keep my life together. And because I was just really so embarrassed of what I was dealing with. My hope And my aspiration is to be able to reach as many women as possible and let them know. So I I will be on the stages. I will be going out there and educating people, empowerment groups. I mean, that's really going to be what it is because I find the two biggest things that women are having issues with is boundaries. Because when I was dealing with that, I didn't even know what a boundary was, (laughs) you know, (laughs) no idea. And then self-esteem. And we, you know, kind of said this before. I thought I had pretty decent self-esteem. I've always been outgoing. Again, I've been a go-getter. I put myself through college, worked full-time. You know, I always felt pretty decent about myself, but I didn't feel good enough about myself to feel like I didn't deserve to be treated that badly. That is a common thread. I find those are the two biggest common threads that I see with clients and other women that I speak with. Stephanie, I love what you're doing because like you said, individuals they may be going through these situations that you've just mentioned, but they feel like they're the only one, but then yet they know that they're not the only one and then they don't know where to go. So I Mm -hmm. love that you are really out here doing something that can not only reach inside of your community that's inside of your city, but you can do it global wise because you're here doing it online. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about a little bit more about your book. 
Tell us the title because I like the title and I just think it's great. So let's go in a little bit more detail about that. Well, the book, it just came out Friday and it went right away to number one new release, which I was really excited about. I was surprised, but pleasantly surprised because I was like, wow, yes, this is so cool. It's called Being Loved Shouldn't Hurt, Recognize and Overcome Toxic Relationships So You Can Live Your Best Life Now. So it really describes the book in its entirety. So basically what the book is, is it shares my story in detail. And then after it goes from there, it talks about my journey through health and rediscovery and figuring out who I was to living where I am now, which is everything is super good. I'm now remarried and, you know, again, great family and everything else. So I talk about all that. Then I have three other stories of three other people that were also in toxic relationships and how they were able to overcome that to create their best lives. And then the second, I wouldn't say half, but probably second, third of the book is really all just about green lights and relationships, red lights and relationships. I really didn't know what was healthy and what was unhealthy because I had never learned any of that information. I talk a little bit about my upbringing and how that set me up for future toxic relationships because I didn't, and the, the name of the book really came from the fact that I didn't understand that healthy love should not feel uncomfortable. For some reason, my growing up taught me that love was something that caused anxiety and it caused stress. And so when I was feeling all those feelings in these other relationships in my mind, it was like, oh, well, this is love. I don't know why I wanted it so badly because it wasn't comfortable, but I wanted it. You know, I wanted to feel loved and needed and wanted. And it had set me up for unhealthy relationships. So the being loved shouldn't hurt came from learning that, hey, love should actually feel calm and feel good. And you shouldn't be worried that the person's going to blow up and scream and yell at you because that's what I used to think was okay. So I talk about that and then go into a little bit more detail with codependency and then talk about how people can start rediscovering who they are and what the next steps are for themselves. So it's really about inspiring, motivating and giving information so that people can start working on what they need to now. That's great. It's great. Stephanie, you've, you've told us your story and you've given us a snapshot into your past. I, I want to ask you this question. Who inspires you? I would say my two biggest people that inspire me would be my best friend since seventh grade when she was dying of lupus. And I remember watching her struggle and, and be worried that she wasn't going to make it to 20, go on to medical school. And she now helps thousands of people actually heal themselves from lupus and other uh, diseases that are called life-threatening that are actually autoimmune issues that she now has the exactly right, you know, A plus B equals C. She can fix whatever the issues are. So someone that was supposed to die and not make it to 20 is now 41 with two children and helps thousands of people. So for me, she's my inspiration. Whenever I feel like I can't do it, she's like, yeah, but you know, I, I went through all this and you went through a lot of stuff too. And she kind of keeps me focused. She would be my huge one. And then I would say, and my husband, my current husband, of course, <laughs> he is a great inspiration. I mean, he is such a positive person and really keeps me on track and is so supportive of everything that I do. He's always making sure that he's around so that, you know, he can watch our son while I'm doing a podcast or if I need to get online for whatever reason, he really tries to make himself available and be understanding when I have a lot of different things going on. So the support that he has is really amazing. You know, that's great that you brought up your husband on that because I was just speaking to my husband. I said, I really want to get you on here to talk about how are you in love with a creative entrepreneur type of individual because I see that inside of our world of entrepreneurial women 
some of them mention how their husbands are not supportive. And I think this goes into a little bit of what you're speaking about as well. Have you seen that or had clients yes. come to you because of that? Yes, I've seen that a lot. A lot of men seem to feel insecure. It seems like as soon as they're the woman that they are with, whether it's their wife or girlfriend, that if they're doing things that they seem or they think are better or more than what they're doing, it starts to make them feel less masculine. I don't know why, because my husband says all the time that he's just so proud of me and he feels honored to be my husband, to be able to be with someone who's so willing to help others and go out of their way to do so much for other people. And he says, he's like, every time you tell me something new that you're doing, I'm reminded of how lucky I am to have met you, that I knew that the, the woman I was going to marry was not going to be someone just sitting on the couch eating bonbons. Like I knew she was going to be someone that was changing the world. And he said to me yesterday, you amaze me and surprise me every day. And I think that's part of, you know, it keeps it exciting too. I'm definitely not someone that sits still. So he's like, oh, what's she doing today? But he's kind of, you know, it's like the supportive fun of the whole yeah. <laughs> I think that goes into, and what I heard a little bit inside of your book, those green lights, those red lights, because as I say to any of the listeners that are listening that are not yet in the marriage or not in a relationship, and you're my single ladies out there, I've been there, mm -hmm. I've been you, mm -hmm. but dating is not easy, and no. I think that's inside of how you date the individual that you're looking at these little green lights or triggers that you mentioned and hopefully we'll get that inside of what you mentioned inside of the book itself so, so stephanie how could we continue to get in touch with you or find you or get the book can you tell us where we can find all of this definitely the book is available right now on amazon again it's called being loved shouldn't hurt and if that's if you just put that in you don't need to put in the whole rest long you know title that's there you can also check out our website it's actually being relaunched so you'll get the older version that's available now at www.mindandbodyawakenings.com of course you can send me an email right through there as well and I also have a private group that I run with the same name as the book, Being Loved Shouldn't Hurt. And that really, I do some free coaching and some a little bit more group work with people that are on there. But we would love to have you as part of the community and, and join and just even just to be supportive and kind of be inspired to keep living your best life every day. Great, great. And everyone, you know, as always, I'll link all of that in the show notes. So this next part of the episode, Stephanie, I like to get into a little bit more detail and we get to learn a little bit more about you. We've heard a lot about you, but we're going to get into what I call more so personality questions. So uh -huh. my first one is, if you could go back and speak to your 10-year-old self, what would you tell yourself about life? That's a hard one. I think that if I was going to talk to my 10-year-old self, I would remind myself to be stronger in my beliefs, not try so hard to impress other people. I also taught that what everybody else thought mattered. You know, that was something my mom, well, what are people going to think? So I remember that thing in the back of my head all the time, like, oh no, what are people going to think? And I think 10-year-old me was so worried about fitting in and blending in. And I never blended in. I was always kind of like the weird one. I never really blended in. I stood out. And for me, that was awful. It felt so terrible to be the one that stood out. And now as an adult, as a 40-year-old woman, it's like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. I wasn't appreciating it when I was younger. It took me a really long time to appreciate that. But yeah, the not blending in actually is what makes us different and you know makes us individuals. So yeah, that would definitely be something I would tell myself, don't worry about whatever the people think, just do you and live your best life. Don't worry about anybody else. 
Great, great. And what's the furthest place that you've traveled to from your birth city? So where were you born and what's the furthest city? I was born in New Hampshire on a military base. I've lived in about seven or eight different places in the United States. I have been to Australia. That's the furthest place that I've been last year. I actually spent a month living in France. I actually speak fluent French because my mom is French. So when I was little, I used to get to travel to visit my grandparents in France every other year. We'd either go to summer camp one year or the next year we'd go to France. And France is so small that we could drive to Belgium for French fries or Holland for mussels or Germany for a good beer or, you know, and that was all just going up and down Europe. So that was kind of my upbringing is getting to travel a lot. So I've been very lucky with that. Yeah, we did a 15-day journey driving up through France. So it was really cool. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. So um, this next one is really fun. So tell me, if you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be and why? (laughs) That's cute. Um, I think there's a lot of moments where I kind of wish I was a bird. And I mean, it could be an eagle. I don't know. I'm a vegetarian. I might not like the killing animals thing, but... (laughs) A bird, like a flying, a big flying bird that I could just get around and fly everywhere and check things out and be able to travel more. Because I think the part of me that I just want to travel more. And that's one of the things I love about being online. And I loved like living in France for a month. I couldn't have done that if I had a different job where I was brick and mortar. So the traveling part to me is so important. So I, I would say definitely a bird. So I could easily just travel, have no strings attached and just go. Yeah, I like that. Have you ever did any skydiving? Yes, I've done it three times. Okay, great. That's the closest to a bird we can get, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So this next one is, what is the story behind your name? Because I always think your name is very important. It makes you part of who you are. What's the story behind yours? Uh, Well, kind of funny. My father's name is Douglas Stevenson. And so when my mom found out she was pregnant and she found out she was having a girl, She also found out that my birthday was going to be very close to my father's. We're actually four days apart. So they kind of went back and forth on names and they decided with Stephanie because Stephanie comes from Stephen and it means the crowned one. So they thought like all of those things together was just kind of a nice combination. So I'm actually named after my father and my mother. So Stephanie is is my dad, Stephen, and then Dominique is my mom. So that's my first and middle name. Oh, how sweet. How sweet. Stephanie, it's been such a pleasure. Before we hop off, can you give any final words to the listeners that are listening in today? The biggest thing that I just want to keep reminding people is you really have the power to create your best life. You know, stop looking for other people to come in and fix it. I know for way too long, I was looking for my knight in shining armor to complete me or come save the day. And the reality is, is that you are the savior in your own story. You don't need to wait for somebody else to come and scoop you up. That's what you get to do. And once you start to realize the power that you have, you're going to be unstoppable. There you have it from Stephanie herself. And you guys know, as I always say, stand out, be you, and that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you. And remember, I will link everything that you've heard here with Stephanie today in the show notes. And until next time, everyone, chat soon. Wait, are you still here? I'm glad that you are. Did you know that all the guests that you've heard here on the show are waiting to hear from you? 
inside the Standout BU Society Facebook group. I'm waiting for you too. It's where we actually speak in more detail on the most important aspects of you being you in business and life. Come join us where we dive deeper into the topics that you've heard here on the show. Go to tequiladoddard.com forward slash community. We look forward to having you inside the society. Mm-hmm.